This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in. On today's show, we're going to talk about remembering Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Um, he has actually passed away, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and remember him slightly, um, or for a moment of time, I suppose. Um, also, we're going to be talking about Twitter and Elon Musk's amnesty, whatever the fuck that means. I guess we'll talk about that. And then I'm going to share with you some of the things that I did to get myself unstuck in life. And hopefully you can gain some insight from that um, and, and move yourself forward as well. So hope that you enjoy. All right. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. I appreciate you. We're coming off a Thanksgiving Day weekend, and I want to say that I am super, super thankful for each and every one of these listeners. I'm super, super thankful for each one of my YouTube subscribers and all the people that watch me on 3D Behind the Lens. Um, you can check out our YouTube show um, or my YouTube show, Age of Jeremy, on YouTube. You can also follow me across the social media sphere at Age of Jeremy. Wherever you look, I should be there. Um, and except on Twitter, you won't find me at Age of Jeremy. It's going to be at Age of Jeremy Q. And slightly, I think at YouTube, you should be able to find me with Age of Jeremy. But if you have to at me, I think it's Mr. Cesar Quintanilla for some reason. So I really need to look into that. So you should definitely check that out as well. And then also, too, if you are, um, uh, new to, uh, the show, I guess, uh, I own a business called three T warrior Academy. You should go check that out at three T warrior Academy.com. And then we also have a new YouTube channel behind the lens that shows some of the business insight, um, what we do to build our businesses, how we're building our businesses, the fun that we have. And you can find that at three T behind the lens. And then from those, you should be able to find all the amazing stuff that we have going on from our NFT launch X royalty to all the stuff CJV has going. You can follow him at coach JV on all the spheres out there of social media-ness and um yeah so you know 
follow us there so you can find out what's happening so I don't have to say it all the time on here. I would super, super appreciate that. And then also, too, if you could like and subscribe to this podcast so we can get in front of more people. All right. First things first, I want to talk about Power Rangers, Jason David Frank, JDF. He uh, unfortunately committed suicide at 49. Um, and, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this and then I'm going to tell you why I chose to talk about this. Not just because I'm a fan of the mighty Morphin power Rangers since I was a little kid and he played Tommy, um, Oliver, I think was the full name, uh, in the original power Rangers. And then he like did a bunch of the spinoffs. Um, but essentially, um, essentially he was a mixed martial artist. He died in Texas. According to his rep, Justine Hart, I'm reading this off of TMZ. Um, JDF or Jason David Frank is best known as Tommy, Tommy Oliver from the original run of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers franchise, dating back to the kids series debuted in 1993 when he was introduced as one of the six crime monster fighting superheroes, superheroes masked head to toe with Kung Fu skills. Um, he started out as a Green Ranger in season one, uh, introduced at first as an enemy of the Power Rangers, but then he did all 180 and he became a good Power Ranger after his powers start to deteriorate. However, he turned into the White Ranger and tapped as the new leader of the group. Uh, Frank's, um, Starred as one of the leads for uh, three seasons, totaling 123 episodes. Frank went to reprise his role as Tommy in several adaptations of the Power Rangers, including Wild Force, Turbo, Zeo, Dino, Thunder, Mega Force, Ninja Steel, Hyper Force, and more. He's been a Red Ranger, a Black Ranger, and a Green Ranger, a new. Jason David Frank is a fan favorite Power Ranger, which is why he's returned to the franchise time and time again. His on-screen fighting abilities translated into the real world. Frank was a professionally trained MMA brawler who was well-versed in everything from Taekwondo, Muay Thai, Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and others. He fought professionally for a time from 2008 to 2010. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's essentially what happened. Not sure if there was a suicide note. Um, I'm getting this. Uh, he's passed away or he committed suicide on November 19th, or at least that's when the body was found. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I struggled with um, suicide um, most of my life or suicidal thought, suicidal tendencies, I guess. Um, excuse the pun for the, I guess, the band. Um, and I guess maybe it's not a pun, but it is a band name. And uh I think that it's really important that we respect and understand uh, mental health uh, for all people um, and that uh, we should learn to be able to share our emotions, how we feel, and we should be respected for the way that we feel about things and the things that we're choosing to share with people. Um, I have tried to commit suicide multiple times. I've been hospitalized for it. Um, and while I don't have those um, thoughts anymore, um, for the most part, because of religious, um, uh, because of um, religious practices, um, because of uh, economic um, reasons um, that make it easier to deal with things, being able to share my thoughts um, with my wife, being able to share my thoughts with my mother, building better communication skills with my therapist and things of that nature that um, thankfully I've been able to get the help that I needed uh, when, when I was much younger. Um, and now I'm able to handle and manage those types of emotions and thoughts as they come in. Um, and so because of that, I feel that when people commit suicide, I think it's very important that we bring that to the forefront so we can share that with people, um, and that people can get the help they need. Um, you can do 988lifeline.org. That's 988lifeline.org. If you are struggling or you're in crisis and you can call or text 988 
call or text 988 to make it easier and fast to get the conversations. Um, the many people have different types of mental um, health issues that can lead people to suicidal thoughts. When um, I suffer from a, a psychological disorder called borderline personality disorder, which um, I have um, struggled with my whole life. Um, and so because of that, I have been very fortunate enough um, and grateful enough that people have helped me. And um, I uh, cont- went to get the treatment that was needed to be able to manage the um, uh, disease, I guess, properly. And because of that, uh, m- my life doesn't, uh, when I am in those depressed moods or those things of that nature, or my emotions are super low, um, I'm able to use meditative practices and um, certain type of therapy techniques to represent myself and be able to um, figure out and understand how to get over the specific situation. Um, and uh, so I have been, I guess, healed or um, received the tools that I needed to move forward in my life because of that. And it's something that I want to vocalize about and teach people about and educate people about. And so when I saw this, it just broke my heart and um, I um, uh, pray or meditate for his family. Um, and I hope that uh, they can go through the healing um, that's needed for their loss. And um, so I wanted to bring awareness. So to get off of that uh, depressing note or sad note, I guess, um, what I do want to say is there's helps out there. So if you or anybody you know is struggling or in crisis, please text 988 or call 988 or visit 988lifeline.org. All right. So now let's make fun of Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, the new Twitter owner, I like how this NPR, like, I mean, I guess some people don't know who Elon Musk is and they don't know that he owns Twitter, Um, but he is granting amnesty for suspended accounts, which online safety experts predict will spur a rise in harassment, hate speech and misinformation. I want to say this. You should not be getting your fucking news from Twitter. That's the problem in the first place because it's not a place that you should get news. It's a place where people just share their thoughts. It's like a town square where people can go and yell and scream and whatever they want to do. Don't get your information from there. Get your information from thoughtful um, journalist, thoughtful journalist pieces where you can get re- the resources and you can get or their um, where they got their sources so you can research it to make a good honest opinion about what it is that you're being told. So that's the problem that I have with this. It's first off, second off, if you, there's something on Twitter that you don't want to see, say that you don't want Twitter to show it to you anymore. And guess what? It will not show it to you anymore. This is the NPR article. The billionaire's announcement came after he asked in a poll posted to his timeline to vote on reinstatements for accounts that have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. The yes vote was 72%. The people have spoken. Amnesty begins next week. Vox Populi Vode. It's Latin, I'm assuming, or a language that I don't know my ignorance on that, but Musk tweeted using a Latin phrase, meaning the voices of the people, the voice of God. Um, Musk used the same Latin phrase after posting a similar poll that last weekend before reinstating the account of former Donald President Donald Trump. Now, do I like President Donald Trump? Hell no. Do I think that he should be on Twitter? No, but should he be stopped to be on Twitter? No. If you don't want to listen to it, don't follow him. It's not that difficult to change your algorithm. In fact, when I go on my Instagram, which I post on a lot, 
It's usually just pigs and red pandas because that's what I enjoy watching. And so when I see it, I like it. When I see something I don't like it, I say that I don't like it. And it feeds me up pigs and pandas. It's great. I get red pandas all the time and I get funny little cute little pigs. It's not that difficult to change what you see. Stop consuming shit that you don't like and stop consuming shit that makes you fearful or afraid or sad, right? Especially because it's just headlines that are supposed to grab your attention and to get you all riled up. Go and read a newspaper, read magazines, read articles, watch good news channels, right? Don't watch commentary channels. Just watch news that just presents news. Um, Trump has said he won't return to Twitter, but has not deleted his account. Such online polls are anything but scientific and easily be influenced by bots in the months since much took over Twitter groups that monitor the platform for racist, anti-Semitic and other toxic speech say it's been on the rise on the world's de facto public square that has included a surge in race abuse of world cup soccer players that Twitter is allegedly failing to act on. And they're not going to act on it, in my opinion, because um, I don't think that Elon Musk knows how to run companies. He's really good at innovation. He's really good at creating efficiencies. But I don't think that he's really good at running companies. That's just based off of my knowledge of certain things that have happened in Tesla. That's public knowledge and certain things that have happened in SpaceX. is public knowledge and so forth and so forth. Elon Musk is essentially a industrialist. He is very good at processes. He's very good at industrial engineering. He's really good at getting rid of waste, and he's really good at making things efficient. So those are things that are really good for certain processes. It's not everything that you need to have. It's a piece of what you should have to be a chief executive officer, but I don't think Elon Musk should be the chief executive officer. Also, it's kind of like weird. Like, what is his goal? Like, I feel like the goal is to get to Mars, and then like this is just this weird sidetrack. I think that he realized that he made a mistake when he made the bid. He tried to get out of the bid. Twitter sued him, and the judge ruled that he needed to buy Twitter. My guess is he's going to get it all fixed up and then probably try to flip it, which is fine. I don't know if that was his original intention, but I think that that's what he's going to try to do. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about this Twitter, the uptick and harmful. And by the way, this is an NPR.org um, article. I'm going to post it down below. The uptick and harmful content is in large part due to the disorder following Musk's decision to lay off half the company's 7,500 person workforce. Now, this is actually, I'm going to talk about this for a second. People grow or businesses grow way too fast. You do not need that many people to run a business. The, the, you should hire just enough people for the roles that they need to do and for the people that need to hold them accountable of. And so I think I give a lot of respect to Jack Dorsey for coming on. I don't remember where he said it, but he apologized. He knew that he grew too fast. They had way too many people. And this is the result of that. And so that sucks because I think that even though I feel really bad for those people from a capitalist standpoint, it was probably the right thing to do because you didn't need all of it. And it was a lot of waste. And that's what I going back to what I just said. Elon Musk is really good at industrial engineering, which is processes and waste control, right? And efficiencies. And so that's one of the things that I think that should have been done a long time ago to make Twitter much more effective was you don't need managers and side managers and managers that have managers and supervisors and people watching out. You need to create autonomy for your team members and have minimal and have accountability from a minimal set of people that also have a role in the company that's creating, that is actually creating and innovating inside of the company. And what I mean by that is if in this case with programmers, you have programmers that do the thing that they need to do. You don't need that many of them if they know how to do the thing that they need to do. And then they have a team lead and that's it, 
right? If you if you spread that out and make too much because we try to do too much, especially if you have a bunch of cash flux, you have all this cash, you try to grow, you grow incorrectly, you go wrong, you grow too fast. And then when things happen, you just become inefficient, right? And so that's one of the biggest problems that I think that Twitter had. And I give a lot of respect to Jack Dorsey for coming out and saying that, that he had made a mistake and he apologized for everybody. I personally think, and I don't know Jack Dorsey, I'm just basing it off of the thing that I have read about them and seen about them. I think he has a pretty good heart and I think he really cares about the people and he i think it's, it's really respectful of him that he made that you know admitted to his mistake um so they also let go um let's see here he fired top executives elon did elon fired top executives and then the institute and then instituted a series of ultimatums that prompted hundreds more to quit also let go were an untold number of contractors responsible for content moderation among those resigning over a lack of faith and must willingness to keep twitter from devolving into chaos of uncontrolled speech where twitter's head of trust and safety um yell roth or yoel roth um, major advertisers have also abandoned the platform. I don't know what his idea is. Um, so should you stay on Twitter? Should you go on for Twitter if you're there? I don't think it really matters. Um, if, while Twitter is there, if you're a content creator and you're fine with the um, ridiculous amounts of crap that's on there and your values don't say that you need to move or, you know, you're not, I don't want to say that because I'm staying on Twitter, but my values don't align with everything that's on Twitter. If it doesn't get completely out of control, I'm just going to stay on there. Right. But if, but I think it's beneficial because the live video, I think Twitter is going to move to much more short video, um, short video content. They're going to push that just like every other platform. So you're going to see a lot of short form video. You're going to see much more Twitter spaces, which is one of my favorite things um, out there in the world is Twitter spaces, um, Clubhouse, um, and then LinkedIn has something very similar. So um, you can get that somewhere else, but I think a lot of people are on Twitter. And the great thing about, see, the great thing about it being on a social media platform is people are on the social media platform already. Sorry, I dropped my beanbag little wrist rest. See, the thing about it is that people are there already, so it's easy for them to be around the people that they follow and then being able to hear them have a, a conversation and you to partake in that conversation, it, which is the reason why it's going on LinkedIn. The problem with clubhouse is that it's not a social media platform that has that integrated into it. So for people that use clubhouse, you have to move them off of the social media platform. I think that Instagram has Instagram and Facebook or meta are doing a really good thing by all of the things that they try to do to get you to stay on their platforms by offering these other things like Facebook gaming, um, uh, moving to the reels, moving to more video, moving to live video, getting their groups better. And so I think that the more social media platforms do this, the better it will be. The problem again is going off of the platform. If you can capture people where they're at, that's much better. And that's the reason why I think Twitter spaces is great. And then also I think you're going to see a lot more live streaming on Twitter. We do our good morning crypto show there. We do. I think coach J I don't think coach JV's lives go there. Um, I do my lives there sometimes and age of radio lives there occasionally. And I think collecty does their lives there as well. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, these are a bunch of businesses that I own if you're new to the show. Um, so you can go and I don't know, go, look those up on Twitter or go into the um, episode description. Um, so I think that if you can get over the value system, if it's aligned with, if you're in alignment with it, stay on there and really focus on the video content and the Twitter spaces and going live on Twitter, whether you're a small business, a business trying to be a thought leader, trying to be a politician, Twitter can be a really great, powerful platform and hopefully they get it in order. So it doesn't um, implode, I guess we'll be right
This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Welcome back. So. I just went and popped my neck during that break. Actually, I just kind of pressed stopped when went to the restroom. You heard ads because I put them in afterwards because that's how podcasting software works. Um, but <coughs> excuse me, went and popped the back of my neck. Man, been doing a lot more yoga to kind of stretch myself out and create more open space and get more in alignment with my spine. I don't think we talk enough about the spine, um, which is something that I would really love to kind of talk about more of that kundalini energy that moves up and down the spine also to one of my famous my favorite rituals is the middle pillar ritual and i've been transposing um things off of the tree of life into buddhist bodhisattvas so i can meditate on bodhisattvas when i do it uh and so i am really excited about um uh, the the greatest thing that i like about esoteric <laughs> And then I'll get back on track. One of the funnest things that I like about esoteric knowledge is that you can find like comparisons in all the different religions and all the purposes, this hidden knowledge that can either get you in contact with your holy guardian angel, um, which is what occultists in the, in the Western tradition usually uh, refer to. I, I would imagine like your godhood or your enlightenment is the best way that I explain it. And then there's enlightenment in, in Buddha and um, in Eastern religions and like Hinduism and um, uh, Sufism to some extent. And so I believe that we don't spend enough time with the alignment of our spine uh, and the ability to create relaxation so that we can move energy properly to create the world that we want to live in and the world that we want around us. So, um, so I've been doing a lot more stretches when I think about it or when I feel that there's this uneasiness in my body so I can stretch it out, relax it and keep, you know, my peacefulness. It's all about finding peace and creating peace. Um, even though I yell and swear a lot, especially about things that frustrate me. So I'm trying to get better at that. So that being said, let's see here. What were we talking about? We were talking about how to get unstuck. Okay. And this is one of the things that frustrates me the most in the, I am a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and I'm a big fan of all the people in the warrior Academy. And I just want to stand up for getting a education. Uh, And the reason why I'm saying that is because it was by far the greatest thing that unstuck me in my life was going to college. I probably wasted too much money on college. Um, I didn't manage it very well because I had really shitty skills back then, um, especially with budgeting and finances and management. And that's why I went into finance. Um, and so, which is different because I teach you corporate finance and portfolio management. But um, point being is I didn't know that when I essentially started because I didn't do a lot of research. And But I got through that education. I educated myself, found out that I had a really strong passion for the mathematical part of it, about the portfolio manager, about the trading part of it, and the corporate finance part 
sort of a here and there. I wouldn't not do that for a living. So I applaud anybody who does do that for a living. Took a little sip of my beverage. And so one of the things that frustrates me is that we're always telling people that they shouldn't get an education or that they shouldn't. Um, I think that the key is managing the money and getting the money for the school needs to be the better the better thing. And I don't think that children should go to school if their parents are forcing them to. I think parents need to do a better job of educating people about going to school and going to college and getting uh, advanced level degrees for the benefit that it provides you for not being able to take being taken advantage of from the education that you receive. And then also because you learn a trade or you become a master at something. Now, that being said, I would also like to say that I'm not saying that it has to be a college. I'm thinking that journeyman, and you know apprentice and trades like electricians and plumbers those are things that we need because i can't fucking do that and so i'm gonna have to pay someone to do that right and so we need those and we need to um be advocates for that type of training as well uh and and not everybody's going to have the mental capacity to go to a master's degree or um or a grad or into graduate level degrees whether it's a phd or a master's Um, but my thing is is that we need to do a better job in our society saying that that they should be doing this not saying that they have to do this to get money but they need to do this so that they can be well-rounded in education uh well-rounded well-rounded and educated to be a really proper member of society one. And then secondly, so that they can not be taken advantage of by individuals. And and the reason why I'm saying this is because there's a lot of times that I see people getting taken advantage of and things that they shouldn't have been taken advantage of if they understood things a little bit better and had a, a little bit better of a reasoning mind. And that's not because they're stupid. It's because they're not educated and they're ignorant in things. And in, and that, that not being ignorant in things and that search for wisdom or search for knowledge can help you. So you are not taken advantage of, or you see the signs of certain things so people can't oppress you. And that's one of the things I grew up when, when I was younger, I studied a lot of communism and a lot of Marxism and um, the Cuban revolution. And one of my favorite things about Che um, Guevara is that, is that he was always about literacy and math and people being educated, whether it was arithmetic and reading um, and philosophy. And his thing was, so people can't oppress you. And when you are, do not have that knowledge, you can, you aren't oppressed when you are educated is much more difficult for you to be oppressed. And, and that's one of the things that I wish that we would re-educate or retell people in social media and not say, don't waste your money on college. Don't get a stupid college degree. Don't do that. With well, the change is we need to get educated so so that we are not being taken advantage of and so we can find a good trade or a good career and commit to it. And that means if that means if you want to go into musicology, go into musicology and then also learn business. I think that everybody should learn business so that they can go out and start their own businesses. And I don't mean that from a capitalist standpoint. Um, I mean that in the ability to go out and trade and um, provide solutions to problems that exist in the marketplace. That's always going to be exist. And the ability to manage that is what business does. It's not just about getting a profit. It's about managing the organization when the organization has a common goal and it is managing that so that it can reach that goal. That's what a business degree does, right? And I have 
three of them. And so that's one of the things that I think that we need to change our mindset on. So that's the first thing that I feel that really got me unstuck. And I'm going to be very vocal about pushing that people get properly educated. Now, that being said, before I go on to some of the other things that helped me get unstuck is too, we do need a much better job about teaching people to be more creative and the way that they learn is not the same for everybody. And we as a society should have a conversation so that we can understand different ways that people learn and then try to implement those into our public schooling system or into our private education system, whether my personal opinion on private education is different. And by private education, I mean like non-private college education, like a private high school or a, prep or a private preparatory academy or something along those lines. That's not public. Um, I think that we, I think that we are not teaching children, right? We're not listening to children. We're doing them a t- disservice, like with what we're going to be doing here in Arizona by removing all Spanish speaking from the schooling system, apparently is at least what Tom Horn wants us to do, which I think is ridiculous. Um, a complete disservice to those children that speak Spanish and come from Spanish speaking homes. Uh, and I feel my heart goes out to them. And so, so, so that's, I just want to put that as a warning. We need to, or as a caveat or as like another suggestion that we need to do a better job on how we, um, teach people and listen to them and, and, and understand their creativity because without creativity, I think that we die. And so, or we fail to live or fail to inspire or reach our greatest potential is when we don't have creativity. Okay. So the other thing that got me unstuck was being patient. We are not patient. We don't get and we don't wait in line. Okay. Now there is a difference between between being taken advantage of and not moving up in a business and a career, right? But I th- feel that from studies that I have read, when people go into a career, right, the people that are the most successful, the people that stay in that career long enough, right? When it went on an average, on an average basis, not for the people that step aside and create great solutions or problems and becomes billionaires. I'm talking about just an average individual. And so that goes for twofold, right? So if we stay in line long enough, we can build money. And when we build money, right, over long periods of time, because we're being patient, we can then take that money and invest it into other things that we want to do that solve problems, which are the business aspects, right? So my money, my investment, as I make more money and I reduce my expenses and I have more cash, that cash then goes into investing into other businesses that I want to be a part of. And so that's one of the things that I think was that was beneficial for me is taking the time, building up the ability to get out of poverty, getting to a middle place and then looking and saying, okay, how can I get to the next level? I feel that we see everything, you know, because we're consumers and we consume so much content. We see all of this stuff on, you know, social media about people driving Lamborghinis and their hot women and their planes and all this stuff. And there is no like actual thing of how you get there. And I think on average, most of those people, that's why the average business owners in their forties is because they stayed, they learned what they needed to learn. They got the wisdom, they got the cash built up and then they, they broke off into their own thing. And I think that that's why when people say, when I say everybody can be a business owner, people say, no, not everybody can. Yes, everybody can. Not everybody will be at the same time because there will be people that are in the workforce that are learning and then they can go off and start their own business and solve their problems. You will always have workers that then can become business owners and so forth and so forth. And that's something, that's one of the things that we have to do a lot better at is educating people that it doesn't need to come fast. And I know that it sucks because we're like, well, 
I want, I would rather be a millionaire when I'm 20. Well, yeah, great. If you can't solve that problem and you can go off and do it, that is fantastic. You should try to do that, but that's not everybody. Everybody, it might take a little bit longer. And the longer that you wait in the line and the longer that you save and the longer that you do that, then eventually you can break off and do your own thing. It's like that concept that Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about that I talk a lot about too, is that and I'm using Gainer Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is a thought leader in this. So I think it's important that you have that thought leader, you know, um, thought, I guess. And so for me, like if I'm putting this podcast out there, I can put this podcast out for years and years and years. If I get five listens or 10 listens or 20 listens, I don't care. It will eventually, eventually grow. And my audience will eventually, eventually grow. And when I'm 50, I can do one ask or I can sell one thing. And most of the people that have listened to me for a long time will buy that thing. And so that's the importance of spending the time creating yourself as a thought leader. And that's one of the things that I missed early on when I was starting to do this was building myself as that thought leader. But this goes back to the thing about getting in line. When you get in line, like I'm doing right now and doing this thing over and over and over and over and over again, that is me being in line, being patient, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then as that grows and grows and grows, then you ask and then you make your millions of dollars or whatever the case is. And that's one of the things that we don't have. And that can go for anything. We don't get in line for anything, right? And the getting in line thing is like also getting in line on your 401k, getting in line on your retirement plan, getting in line. The earlier that you can align, get in line, the longer that you wait, the more successful that you will be and not wait, like just stopping doing, you still move forward. But the longer that you're in that line, the longer you, you will continue to go. As long as you're putting out goals and reaching your goals, which go to my third thing, you have to have goals, right? So if you get in line, you have to have the goal where you want to go. If you get in line and you're going to work for say Wells Fargo bank, like I did, and you're going to work for Wells Fargo bank, here's my goal. I want to be a tel- lead teller at this time. I want to be a service manager at this time. I want to be a district manager at this time. So I'm in the line, right? I'm in the line and I'm working and I'm working really hard towards those goals. Now it turned out that those weren't the goals that I wanted. And that was my mistake. And one of my, I don't want to say regrets because it put me in the right place at the right time. Um, but I wish that I had gotten in a different line and worked towards it sooner than getting in my new line now as a business owner and doing it right. But I wouldn't have been able to know the things that I know if I didn't get into that line. So really take into consideration about the things that you were in, the lines that you're in, the goals that you're setting and staying patient to the things that you're trying to get. So if I look at the things that got me unstuck, education was number one, right? I was poor as fuck when I was growing up. I was poor multiple times. I was homeless. I had to sell my car so my mom could pay her um, mortgage for her, her townhouse. Um, I did a lot of couch hopping when I was a child. I had very difficult relationship with my mother growing up. We have a really good relationship now because I've been working on it and she's been working on it. And I thank her and love her for that and very appreciative of that. Um, and then, you know, so, 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 um, the education really helped me because I wouldn't let people, it helped me. So people couldn't take advantage of me and people couldn't oppress me. Right. And that's what we really, I think that we need to re evaluate why we're getting an education and why we're going and learning from universities and why, why you go and get a master's and why you get a PhD in something like gender studies. So that's the first thing. Second thing is that second thing is, is you want to make sure that you are getting and waiting in line and being patient. It's a patient thing. You have to be patient. You have to grow, grow. You have to learn, you have to keep going, but you need to do that 
um, with intent. And that's why the goal setting is important. I spent so much time on goal setting. I focused so much on goal setting uh, about vision boards, about how to look at the goals, how you can look at the actions that get you to reach those goals, how you set time to focus on those actions to reach those goals. And then I just get in that line focus on that goal. And then that is how I've gotten unstuck and how I have built myself to one of my businesses being worth around $15 million based of our current valuation. And so, so for me, that is amazing. And I'm very proud of that and that accomplishment. And I think that no matter where you're at in your life, you should need to be proud of where you're at, right? Because you got to there because of something and now set a goal, educate yourself, get in the new line, go after that goal, and then move yourself to the next place. And when you keep doing that over and over and long enough, you slowly build yourself up into wherever it is that you want to be, right? And some people don't have to start off so poor like I did, right? Some people are able to start off in the middle and some people are able to start off, you know, wealthier, right? And I think that that that's okay. We need to be mindful and respectful of where everybody came from in it because everybody is got to do those three things, educate, get in line, accomplish goals. And so those are the things that move people forward. So whether you're dirt fucking poor right now and listening to this, there's no fast way around anything. You have to figure out what it is you want, educate yourself for it, get in line and focus on your goals. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We'll talk with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the age of Jeremy. I hope that you enjoyed this show. Age of Jeremy is brought to you by age of radio. You can check out age of radio at ageofradio.com and listen to all the amazing podcasts that we have to offer. I'm sure there is something that you would just love. And if you're interested in hosting with us, go to ageofradio.com and just hit that hosting button. Also join our community, go to Facebook, type in addicted to podcasting and join our addicted to podcasting Facebook group. And if you want, and you have a podcast or you have content, it's really about content creation. Hit me up on that Facebook group, addicted to podcasting. So you can be a part of our monthly show called showcase where we do a live stream and we talk about everything that you have going on. And it's absolutely free, 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 free. I don't know why I did it. I couldn't get an echo sound in here. 